Welcome to the Women Encouraged Podcast. I'm your host, Bethany Berendrecht. We are all about growing in Christ and being shaped by His Word, so I'm delighted to share these conversations with Christians who love the Lord, love His Word, and are pursuing a life of faithfulness in Him. I'm praying this episode is a blessing to you and that you'll be encouraged to apply the gospel to this topic and walk faithfully with Jesus Christ. Welcome to the conversation. Thanks for joining us again, friend. Today I'm talking with Katie Giuliano, artist and founder of Hosanna Revival. Her business is devoted to helping women engage in scripture by creating beautiful and intentional tools for their lives. Today, Katie shares the story of how she was led to share the beauty of God's word with women all around the world. We also talk about practicing perseverance in dry seasons and encouraging one another to make the most of our giftings and opportunities. Let's jump in and hear from Katie. Welcome to the Women Encouraged podcast, Katie Giuliano. I'm so glad to have you here. Man, I'm so excited to be talking with you today. That's so great. Would you introduce yourself for the ladies who are listening and who do not know who you yeah, are? Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, I'm Katie Giuliano. I live in Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, I was born and raised here, and we were just joking about how I always wanted to leave the city, but I've grown to love it um, kind of in my adult life. I founded a business when I was a sophomore in college, and really those are the roots that have kind of deepened and I think really what's keeping me here in the city. Um, but I own a company called Hosanna Revival where I design um, by hand painting beautiful Bibles and other faith-based paper goods. So I own that with my husband um, here in Cincinnati and we've got a team of eight that all work on this mission um, alongside of us and we just really love the work that we get to do. It is beautiful. I remember the first time I encountered your work. I think it might have been through Instagram because Instagram <laughs> is just such a great way of connecting yes. people. Um, but yeah, it is really eye-catching and it's not ostentatious. It really is designed to just draw people in, isn't it? That's the hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So can you just share what led you to to start sharing this beauty of God's Word with women all around the world? It's one of my favorite stories to tell, so I would be happy to. Um, I was studying abroad in Spain, and that was really at the very beginning of my faith journey. I did not grow up um, as a Christian or really in the church at all, and I had just started following Jesus um, right after my senior year of high school. So I had gone to college and was really thrown into college with no um, no community or no guidance of how to live a Christian life. Um, and it was my sophomore year, I started living in a house with a group of eight other girls that were ministry leaders for a ministry called Young Life. And they all were showing me really what it looked like to be a Christian. <laughs> I, I just really had no idea. Um, but then I, I already had this study abroad trip planned before I started following Jesus. And so I didn't realize at the time how detrimental it could be to my faith if I like walked away from this community and all of this guidance and support that I had been getting. Um, so I moved to Spain for five months. And in that time, it was really when I had to learn to rely on God alone, you know, it, with absence of community, just through his word and through prayer. 
And so that is where the idea for Hosanna Revival sparked, because that is where I really learned to depend on the word of God as, you know, daily bread. So it was when I got back, um, I decided to hand paint the cover of my Bible after I rebound it with a canvas cover because my Bible was black and I had just really cracked open and discovered all that this book was. And so that's why I wanted to design it. That's amazing. I love that. I love what you're talking about, how the friends that you made and that are involved in Young Life, which by the way, my husband and I actually, that was our first thing that we did as a couple when we first got married, we were on the board of Young oh Life gosh. together in our area. Wow. I led yeah. Young Life so for we, four years. I love yeah. that. Oh, that's great. Yeah, we did that um, until we had three <laughs> boys. And then all of a sudden we were like, we can't anymore. <laughs> that's so, enough. Yeah. But we love it. We love the ministry. And yeah, I just, I really love that those women were showing you what it looked like to be a Christian. That is such an incredible gift. And you're right that the lack of community is detrimental to our faith. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, did you get involved in like Bible studies that really helped you to um, crack open that Bible? What, what propelled you into that? Yeah, I think really the first piece of it was just being around these women. And I, I doubt that, you know, 19 year old girls sat around and had a powwow and said, okay, we've got to show Katie what it means to be a Christian, you know, but it was just through, through right. action. I would wake up in the morning and roll out of bed and realize that they had all been downstairs already reading their Bibles before they went to work. And it was like, okay, I guess, I guess we do that. And then, you know, one of them joined a Bible study. I guess, I guess that's something we should try. They all prioritized going to church on Sundays, something I just didn't know that I should do. Um, but yeah, so it was that that first six months that I got to live with them was a lot of just watching their actions and repeating what they did. But then after I got back from Spain, um, I did join a Bible study and it was a group of young life leaders all in that same, you know, kind of 20 year old age group. And that was the first time I really like studied the Bible in a group, but that was we went through Romans. I still have all the notes in my Bible from it, but I love that time we had together. That is excellent. Yeah, it's such a beautiful thing when you are bumping up against people and really living life with other people who are prioritizing God's word because that is infectious. It really is. You just you see the fruit in their life and you want to be bearing the same kind of fruit. Um it's just such an exciting thing. I love that part of your story. So how how is it that you find or you found to be true that um, really engaging in God's word and investing ourselves in knowing it um, just strengthens us? And and I'd love to hear kind of the connection between this and your and your story with Hosanna Revival. But I just how does this really strengthen us and launch us into these callings that He's placed on our lives and opening our eyes to those? I love that thought. I feel like this is this is something that I was learning way back in the beginning and something I'm still learning right now. Um, but just Hosanna Revival grew uh, as a business and a ministry because it was a good idea. You know, the, the paintings were pretty and, and it just wasn't being done. And so the business was growing, but that wasn't necessarily parallel to my knowledge of the Bible and, you know, my wisdom (laughs) as a Christian. So the platform of Hosanna Revival grew. And I think maybe followers just assumed like, okay, you know, this girl's known Jesus forever. Let me start, you know, asking advice and seeking wisdom, you know, because all of these Instagram ministries that are big, they just kind of 
I think people just kind of assumed that I would have a lot of answers and I'd, you know, be a natural encourager of people or whatever. Um, but it's kind of cool to look back and see that, you know, I was a child, like a baby Christian at the time. And it was so cool that God used this ministry and this platform I had where I was encouraging women to open your Bible really just right alongside of myself, (laughs) you know, like I was not coming up from a place of, Hey, look what worked for me. It's more like, here's what's working for me every single day. Um, but I, I don't know. I, that is, that is really a fresh thought for me because that's, that's kind of somewhere where I sit right now seeing like, okay, I never, never was equipped with all of the answers and God has continued to blow my mind every single day, you know, looking at what my days look like when I truly like dive deeply into God's word in the morning versus the days when I prioritize busyness and other, other parts of my life. And that is really hard to, you know, when you, when you have something going to say, oh, I got to attend to these things in my life. I've got to pay attention to like, even as a mom, I find that I think like if I make my kids my first priority, which obviously we want to be doing the thing that God's placed right in front of us, the obvious stuff like this is where God has called you to be faithful and you've got to do that. But I find that if when I start to really set my mind on um, these jobs or or thinking about it as um, as you know, work that God's called me to that maybe takes precedence over his word, I find I, I flip my day around and I end up exhausted and totally worn out because I haven't, you know, gone to the well of water of his word and just drawn from that, you know? Um, so I think it's been such an encouragement to me to, to see women doing work that really is focused on getting other women into the word and saying like, this is your daily bread, feed on this um, and, and prioritize this in your life. Gosh, isn't that the truest thing? I was asked about a year ago to speak at an event um, for small like business owners and women that were trying to, you know, run some kind of business or organization um, in the Christian faith and they asked me to speak on keeping God at the center of your business. Yeah. And I was like, man, isn't that ironic? You would think that for someone whose business is literally the word of God, it would be easy. You know, but like you just said, there are so many challenges and ways that the enemy will grab such a good thing and twist it to make us prioritize our work for our calling versus what God has actually asked us to do. Yeah, that's so true. And and I think especially in your situation when you are in a position of wanting to draw women to the word, the enemy is going to go on the attack in that exact spot where he's going to try to make you feel like a hypocrite because you're not prioritizing <laughs> God's word. Why would anybody else listen to you do that? You know what oh, I mean? Girl. I don't know if yep, you found that, <laughs> but that, yep. has been, that has been such a danger for me. It's like here, my whole goal in everything that we're doing with Women Encouraged. It's like, open your Bibles, get to know the Lord. He is, you know, His Word is for you. And my temptation every single day is going to be the same as everybody else's. It's, are you opening the Word? Are you hearing from God? Because He's speaking to you right here. And, you, yeah. you know, you cannot practice, you're sorry, you cannot preach something that you're not engaged in practicing yourself. It's such a battle. Oh, you're saying like, what a beautiful conviction, but what a horrible place of, you know, condemnation and a lie from the enemy. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. And then, you know what, the, the only solution for us 
and whoever we are. The only solution mm-hmm. for us is just fall on our face before God and say, make me who you want me to be and give me yourself through your word. And I'm here again and forgive me. You know, if we got to repent, we repent, we move on. But yeah, just keep coming back. That's that's the solution, isn't it? Man, I wish you could see me nodding. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So this season that you're in right now, Katie, tell me about it. So how are you finding that God is transforming you through his word in this season? Kind of. It relates to what you just said a second ago. The season that I am in, um, my husband and I are about to have been married for two years. We, like I mentioned, are running Hosanna Revival and we're running hard after this mission and in hope that that looks like first running after Jesus just as hard. and as our team has grown, we really have like learned a, a ton about what it looks like to you know play with the big boys. Like it's not just a little a little craft that Katie does out of her college bedroom anymore. Like running right. running this business as to you know twenty four year olds is it really is just such a, a fast paced big problem <laughs> quick solution type environment. And so it is it has become more important than ever, I think, for me to spend good time in the word. But what I was alluding to earlier is um what I've been learning and it's it's that if I'm not seeking God like with with a bigger thirst every single day, like I'm probably missing something he's trying to tell me. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't know. I think the word, like, I would never want it to become stale. And, you know, I, the book is so big and I haven't finished it yet. So <laughs> I, there's always new things to read. But I do think the people that have, you know, been through all the stories and been through um, different, you know, the, a Bible study on Esther or a Bible study on John, you know, like it, it, there are maybe parts that start to become too familiar. And I've really challenged lately to, to spend more time trying to listen because when I've questioned like, okay, is the spirit trying to speak to me here? Or maybe God's just not in a season of talking to me. Like I really have been convicted that maybe I am, you know, putting my time with God into this, you know, 30, 40 minute box and not really listening throughout the rest um, of my day. And I'm, I, I just have this feeling that I've been missing, um, missing different calls and missing different, you know, points and notes that God's been trying to show me and teach me. So in the last like month or two, I have been trying to sit longer. And the second I have any inkling that there's something here from the Holy Spirit, I try and like put down whatever I'm doing before my mind runs away from it and realize, okay, what is God trying to tell me here? Mm. That's, that's really neat. I think it's easy for us, especially when our hearts are really tuned to desiring to hear from God and desiring to um, really pay attention to what he's teaching us. I think it's sometimes it's easy to kind of fall into to guilt feelings, you know, where we mm. think, oh man, am I just am I just not paying attention? Um, and and I think there are sometimes, you know, how there are sometimes when you're like you are so locked in on the job that's in front of you that you're not pausing to really pay attention, or or maybe like you said, you put your time with God in a thirty to forty minute devotional box or however you're doing it, mm-hmm. um, but. I think it's such a comfort to know that his word is always there. And I think, I can't remember who it was. I remember, I know John Piper has said this before, where like, um, if you want to hear God speak, open your Bible. If you want to hear him speak aud- audibly, reading read it out loud. You know, so if you're really struggling, like, <laughs> it, it, so, <laughs> like God never leaves us without himself. And I just love that because the word is alive and the Holy Spirit is in it, that, that he's going to use it. And that's such a, 
a beautiful thing um, to me that that he's not leaving us alone with our feelings of guilt or anything like that, you know. Gosh, thank goodness. <laughs> so just moving through this whole stuff that God's teaching you and, and how God has been working in your life through his word. Um, obviously, we can't just rely on our feelings to pull us to God's word. So what are you finding um, is is a good solution to your dry season? And just how can you encourage women to practice perseverance through the dry seasons? I think about this a lot. The first thought is, okay, if you have had a fruitful season where you have read the Bible and been, you know, encouraged and so filled up to a point that there there isn't an explanation for it other than just the beauty and goodness of God. If you have had that season, it is so important for me to remember what that feels like because sometimes I don't even realize that that is not the full life I'm living in. You know, I don't realize it's a dry season until it's really really dry. And so being able to look back and remember just the sweetness of what it feels like at those times when you just feel so near to God and so near to the one um, that created you and is trying to hold you close and speak to you, then I really, that kind of lights a fire under my butt of like, get back there, girl. Like that is is good. Um, But just more like practical tools that I have used. um, First thing is to always try to have a plan of something that I'm reading through I, I do find like, okay, I finished a study or I, you know, I just finished reading through Joshua and there's this like, not, there's not a what's next in place. Then sometimes that is like a, a dangerous space for a dry spell for me. I just did, you know, it's a week study. I, I feel like I need a break or something. And that's not, that's the exact opposite of what I need. Um, so always having like something that I'm trying to read through and I've used Psalms in that way, kind of in addition to studies. So if I, you know, if I was doing a study on Esther, when I finished the daily planned Esther study, I would go and read a Psalm because there's a ton of them and they're usually not, not super long, but I would always try and add a Psalm um, at the end of whatever else I'm studying so that when that study ends, I can just pick right up in Psalms. And there, there isn't a day when I'm not um, filling my mind and my heart with the word of God. That's such a great tip. I love that. I know, I don't know if you're familiar with the Bible reading challenge, but that's something that a lot of women in our team have been doing. And, um, I was, I was telling a friend of mine, this is a confession, by the way, mm-hmm. um, I'm actually not going to be doing the Bible reading challenge by reading it this year. I'm going to be listening on my okay. phone, which I do fairly often, I would say like from time to time, if I'm behind or whatever, but we read through the Bible from September to May. And it's just been such a great way of getting God's word in, in huge chunks. Um, And then when you listen, you do, you find you can go faster and whatever. But I said, I'm going to be doing a Bible study on my own. I want you to keep me accountable, check in on me because I'm not going to be in, you know, as involved in the reading challenge on Facebook or whatever. And I was so worried. I'm like, what if I get behind on my Bible study or whatever? But I love that tip to pick up the Psalms and just dive into those because, you know, like you said, there's a lot of them and there's so much you can glean from them. And it's such a great conversation with the Lord um, of just of saying his words back to him and and receiving from him in that way. That's so great. Um, I just, I also really loved your tip, Katie, that just remembering the sweetness is a great way to kind of um, 
increase our affections for Christ in that way. And um, yeah, have a plan and don't take breaks. Such good tips. Thank you. <laughs> Man, no, I'm glad I reminded myself of them today. <laughs> it is just always needed. More, The more reminders, the better. So great. So I, I want to switch gears a little bit to just talk about um, uh, art and beauty and encouraging one another in that. Um, one thing I really love about Hosanna Revival is that your work and, and everything you're doing, you're not trying to compete with the beauty of the word. You are literally using a platform to just stand up on that platform and say, pick up God's word. It is for you. And I just want to hear, like, how are you finding, how has God taught you to reflect Him through art and beauty? I just think it's a huge privilege to be able to create and to be able to do it on the actual Word of God, like you just said. Um, I've been spending a lot of time thinking lately about how God is, you know, the original, the first, and the, the very best creator. And for people that are artists or not, when we create something, anything, we are creating in his image and we are acting mm. in his image. Um, and so I, I don't know, I've just thought a lot about, you know, in my work, I get to create and, you know, recreate these images of his, his nature and his beauty and things that he's made. Um, but I was thinking about all the different ways that we can create, like, you know, music, a talent that I do not have, um, people that can write beautifully or maybe create space in their home for people to feel loved and welcome, or I don't know, create food for people. Like there are so many ways that we create. And I think a lot of times it's limited to, you know, just maybe fine arts or maybe even performing arts. But if God created us and he is such a creator, I think that exercising um, those artistic abilities is so, so important in a way that I have gotten to feel really close to God. Neat. So you kind of touched on this, but how might, how can we encourage each other? You know, how would you encourage a woman who says, I'm not very creative? Like, I, I'm talking to myself here, <laughs> okay? Um, I love art. I feel like I can appreciate it. I appreciate your art. I have, <laughs> uh, you know, aunties that are very artistic and um, just people in my life that I feel like, wow, they do that so well. And I think even about decorating my home, I'm such a slow decorator. I know what I want. <laughs> I know what I like, but it takes me a really long time to implement it. And sometimes I feel like I'm not measuring up. And I know that comparison can get in the way of this. And that's mm. not a godly kind of comparison that we would be engaging in. So what's what do we do if we feel like I'm not artistic? I don't know what I'm good at. Um, I, I don't have talent. What do we do? <laughs> well, okay. Something that we do on our team, we've got people, you know, that I, I make actual products and then pretty much everybody else has a role that's so imperative in this mission, but not direct creativity, you know, except for graphic designers. But we ask that everybody draws the string of connection from what they are doing to how it impacts the kingdom of God. So the girl that's, you know, wrapping Bibles in boxes and sending them out, her string is, is pretty short. You know, she gets to see that she's physically shipping the word of God, you know, being the hands and feet for his word and his gospel. Um, but maybe the person designing email campaigns is a little farther out. And that string looks like, okay, I hope someone will open it. I hope they'll buy a Bible. I hope they'll give it to their mom. And I hope that she'll have a connection with God. But finding that string 
in our creation, I think adds so much just vibrancy and, and passion to what you're doing. Uh, because mm. even if you are a slow direct, a slow decorator or a bad cook, like realizing, okay, what I'm making right now is going to impact the people that receive it. And through that, I pray that they will see the beauty of our creator. That is so encouraging. I love that. Thank you. I just feel like better about my life already, <laughs> which well, I realize isn't really the it's not really the point of encouragement <laughs> just to feel better about yourself. But I really, I appreciate that. I actually just made myself a note. Just see your place in the kingdom. Like where, Man, where are you where fitting? What are you doing? And how is that impacting God's kingdom? I think that's such a beautiful thing. So it just it reminded me, just somebody told me recently, you know, faithful creators, people who are faithfully creative, literally just take what God has already put in the world and they rework it for God's mm-hmm. glory. And um, it's just such a neat thing to think about. Like we just get to copy God's beauty and his creativity and we just get to use what he's already put into us. And and he's put something in each of us, hasn't he? Oh, thank goodness. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's There's so some great. little spark. Yeah, so great. Thank you. So how can we encourage each other What to just faithfully do what God has put in front of us and make the most of our giftings and opportunities? Gosh, I, that kind of goes back to what I'm, I'm personally learning right now in, yeah. in the Bible is like, are we listening? Because what if there is something new or just, you know, a slight gear change in our lives that we're living? Um, I think coming out of a college season for me, it was very fast paced and I moved every couple years, you know, like from my parents' house to my dorm, to my college house, my apartment with my husband and my house now with my husband. But after, after that, it's really like, there's not a lot of big changes for me, you know, Mm. and (laughs) at least not at this point, I feel like people say that once you turn 25, like there's, <laughs> you you don't like have any big more milestone birthdays or things like oh, that yeah. for a while. I don't know. But I think we can encourage each other just to keep listening and to keep looking for those slight, um, those slight callings. Like it doesn't have to be a quit your job and move across the country calling, but maybe it's, mm. you know, a calling to go engage with a coworker or rekindle a certain relationship or all these things that we can be doing for the kingdom of God. And I think God is looking to use each of us in our specific ways with our specific giftings. And so really just trying to hear from him so that we can be living this abundant life where we are, you know, hand in hand on mission with God for his kingdom and his glory. That's beautiful. Thank you. Just kind of going back to this idea of what it means to just faithfully engage in what God has put in front of us and and how God's word strengthens us in that. What are you finding? Is there any scripture that has really encouraged your heart to just, just engage with what God has gifted you with? I feel like what I keep coming back to is is John 15, 5. And I, I usually talk about the first half of this um, this verse, just as I constantly wrestle with humility and pride, um, it says, I'm the vine and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit for apart from me, you can do nothing. So I, I really hit on that apart from me, you can do nothing piece yeah. um, often. But I think as it relates to our calling, it says that whoever abides in God And he and them, they are the ones that bear much fruit. And I think so many people worry as they're trying to walk in whatever calling God has for them, that the fruit isn't going to be something that they want, (laughs) you know, Mm. that maybe maybe 
fruit will look differently than they planned. Maybe the fruit won't be success and, and more money and, you know, a more free lifestyle or whatever it is you're looking for. Um, but I think what's so cool is that fruit is promised. Um, and fruit to God looks so different sometimes from the fruit we expect, at least that I've seen in my short 24 years. Um, but his fruit is always good and it always grows us. And it's, it, he doesn't say, you know, you will learn, you will learn teachings if you abide in me. He says you will bear fruit and fruit from God is a good, good thing. That's so true. I love that. It's it's part of a conversation my husband and I have been kind of having back and forth as we talk about because my husband's an entrepreneur. He started his own company and there's been, you know, that bumpy road of waiting to see is, you know, what direction God would have him go in different ways and, and still continuing to take every step, just show up and be faithful has been our mantra for probably two, mm-hmm. three years now. And, um, and you just know that when you commit it to the Lord and you know that you are abiding in Christ, you know you're going to Him, you're confessing your sin to Him, you're receiving His forgiveness, you're living a life in Him, completely rooted in Him, that the blessing is going to come. And it might not look like the blessing you want, but <laughs> God's blessings are always good. I love that that God, the fruit is always promised and God's blessings are always good. That's such a oh, good reminder. Amen. <laughs> so I'm encouraged by you today just in, you know, kind of having a refresh button on my view of my own creativity. I appreciate <laughs> this very much, Katie. Um, I'm so glad. I, yeah, just utilize what God has put in my life and and use it for His kingdom. So that's my big takeaway today. So thank <laughs> you. I appreciate that. Man, I just need a friend to prompt us in that direction. I just want to ask you this question I ask every guest. What has the Lord been using in your life lately to encourage you in your walk with Him? Maybe it's a passage or a book or a person or experience or something. What do you have? Yeah, the first thing that comes to mind for me in this season um, is a worship album, which <laughs> I feel like that is that is a trend I see. It's usually a worship album that is just breaking me down um, to my knees. But right now, oh. um, it's an album by a girl named Jess Ray. It's called Sentimental Creatures. But what I love so much about it is it probably wouldn't be classified as like just your typical, you know, praise and worship album from like a church band or something. It really is Mm kind of disguised well, but the words in her songs just come straight from scripture and I'm so encouraged by them. Um, Another thing I love so much about it is that non-believers that I have in my life, you know, girls that I've been praying for for so long have heard these songs, you know, as I've played them and loved it and don't even realize, you know, they just love the melody. They don't even realize the powerful truth that is being sung really over them. I'm sure that's why this, this gal wrote these songs. Um, but I've just been so encouraged by the words that she sings. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you, Katie, so much. I really enjoyed this conversation with you. I'm just praying that the Lord will continue to bless what you're doing with Hosanna Revival and keep growing the kingdom for His glory. Gosh, that is my only prayer. Thank you so much for that. Thank you again for listening. Katie believes that beauty can motivate us and remind us of the truth beyond the cover of a beautiful Bible. Please go take a look at the beautiful artwork she's created to adorn the covers of Bibles, journals, and planners over at HosannaRevival.com and on Instagram at HosannaRevival. I'd also love to invite you to connect with us on Facebook at the Women Encouraged page and on Instagram at Women Encouraged. Let your work appear to your servants and your glory to their children, and let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us, and establish the work of our hands for us, 
Yes, establish the work of our hands. Psalm 90, 16-17 Moses wrote this psalm praying this prayer, and in so many ways we see this prayer answered in the person of Jesus Christ. Jesus has been revealed to us in history and in the Bibles we hold in our hands. And whatever work we build on him is built to last, like Paul says in 1 Corinthians 3, For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field, God's building. According to the grace of God given to me like a skilled master builder, I laid a foundation, and someone else is building upon it. Let each one take care how he builds upon it, for no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Sister, build your life, your work, your creativity, your habits on Jesus. The Lord takes our humble offerings and the work of our hands to display his glory and to testify of his work and his goodness. Jesus is the foundation that is sure and certain, and you are established in him.